when our life is over here for the saint of God, we're just going to start living over yonder. That's going to be a great day and a great time. I'm uh, reminded of preacher Earl Hendricks sometimes as he continues to battle health issues. He doesn't need a whole lot and doesn't take his medicine like he ought to. But uh, one thing is consistent. I'm ready to meet the Lord. I'm ready to go home. And you know, even at 45 years of age, I can almost say that just about every day. I'm ready to go home when God calls me. Amen. And uh, it's been a good week in the Lord. And I want to thank God tonight for His goodness, His mercy, and grace. Um, it's been one of those weeks where it just seems like God shows up in the strangest of times and ways and uh, just speaks to your heart in a special way and tears begin to flow. And, and you know, He just reassures you that everything's all right. And not that I was concerned about anything, but it's just the way God shows up. Uh, I just I remember Monday and Tuesday on the way back uh, to uh, uh, my home from dropping Hannah off at school and going back to my study, and God just breathed on me both both mornings, Monday and Tuesday morning, and um, I just like it when He shows up that way because I, that lets me know that He is real, just reassuring, Amen. And He's as real in my life as He can be in your life tonight, and I'm glad that I can talk to Him. When I need something, when I have a need in my heart and in my life, I can talk to Him. But we've got to know how to talk to Him. We've got to know how to get in His presence. And when we get into His presence, we need to have some pointers from the Word of God that will allow us to pray into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords with a positive outlook of knowing that God's going to answer us. Uh, one way, shape, form, or fashion or the other, He's going to answer us. And uh, He may not give you the answer that you want, but He'll give you the answer. Because you see, sometimes God does say no. He does say, just wait. And sometimes He says yes. And I thank God for all the times that He said yes. And I can look back on some of my prayer requests and thank God for when He said no. Thanking Him for unanswered prayers. Or they're answered, He just said no. But I want you to look at Luke chapter 11 tonight, if you would. Verse number 1, with God being our helper, we're going to take some pointers from the Word of God tonight to help us in our prayer life. And if you're able, you would please stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message. We're starting a little bit early tonight. We kicked out a, a song or two tonight, but I want to get right into the Word of God and express what's on my heart. I only have ten points tonight. Say amen right there. Amen. That's why I started early. But no, if you'll notice though, when sometimes when the preacher preaches, he might not have but three points, but every point's got four sub points. So that's 12 points anyway. So you're getting a break tonight with just 10, right? Um, but uh, no sub points. They're all points, but they'll go quick and there'll be something that you'll want to write down because I believe it is something that'll help you in your prayer life. Luke chapter 11 in verse number one, the Bible says, and it came to pass, that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. In other words, these are the followers of Christ and they're asking him, Lord, teach us how to pray. As John also taught his disciples. 
And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want you to look at verses 5 through 10 in this parable. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door's now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Thou, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Now that word importunity means this. He bugged him with consistency until he opened the door. That's the same thing we have to do with God sometimes. Keep knocking. He'll come to the door. Amen. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. But I'm interested in that little phrase in verse number 1. Lord, teach us to pray. Father in heaven, God, we do thank you, Lord, for this number that's gathered together tonight. Lord, here for prayer meeting and Bible study. God, I pray that you'd undergird me with spirit and power. Illuminate my mind, dear God, to where we can preach your word. Father, I pray, dear Lord, that you'll help us all to be better prayer warriors. I pray that you'll help us to learn how to pray. Lord, may we become prayers. Uh, Lord, become people of prayer. Uh, uh, Lord, for thy sake tonight. Lord, and for the sake of others, Lord, may we be able to be the ones that get a prayer through. Uh, Lord, to where we can let people know that you've done it all. Uh, and Lord, not to shine upon us uh, for anything that we've done. But Lord, to allow your glory to shine through us uh, uh, by that prayers being answered. And God, I pray that you'll lead us tonight. Uh, guide us and direct us in everything that's done. In Jesus' name, we must Humbly pray tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated tonight. Lord, teach us how to pray. There's many ways in which we can pray. And however, we'll list just a few of them tonight, which I do believe will be helpful in your daily prayer with God and unto the God of heaven. We talked last week about some of those things that hinders our prayer life. We talked about how often we should, according to God's word, uh, go to Him uh, uh, in prayer. I'm glad to know that we serve a prayer answer God, that there's times in our deepest, darkest times of our life, He can come by and speak light into that darkness just because we have asked Him to do that. And we come and we learned last week that we need to come to the Father in prayer, praying in the name of the Advocate, which is the Lord Jesus Christ that will speak for us unto the Father. I'm glad to know that we serve a 
prayer answering God. I'm glad to know that when we go to Him with sin in our heart and in our lives, uh, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Uh, I'm glad to know that when I go to Him in prayer uh, in the midst of a storm, uh, He can step out on the bow of my ship uh, and say, Peace, uh, uh, be still. Uh, I'm glad that I know the God of heaven that can speak uh, a sweet peace into the life uh, of that individual that may be getting ready uh, uh, to cross over from this side uh, over into heaven. Uh, I thank God for that grace uh, and that grace that's there uh, when an individual is passing or dying grace as we can use the terminology of tonight. And I thank God that He answers us uh, when we pray. Uh, Just a few one word points tonight to help you in your prayer life. I'll give you scripture to back up each and every one. But when we pray, we need to be positive when we do pray. Amen. James chapter 1 and verse 6, the Bible says, But let him ask in faith, not wavering. In other words, no doubting when you pray. Folks, if we're going to doubt that God can answer our prayers, then why do we even waste the breath of trying to ask Him? I want you to pray tonight with a positive unction deep down in your heart and deep down in your soul believing without a shadow of a doubt that God can answer your prayer if it be within His will. And my friend, I'm here to tell you it's not the will of God every time to say yes. A lot of times that's for our own good when He says no. And I'm glad that He has told me no on occasion because I can look back into my life and find out and understand that He said no to my benefit because I didn't see what was coming and I didn't even know what I was asking for. But yet God with His infinite wisdom tonight knew exactly what it meant to say no and knows what it means to say yes and He knows what it means to say just wait. But thanks be unto God for the times in our lives when He answers us instantaneously and says yes and grants it because it is in the center of His will. I don't know about you, but there's people still that I pray for. Amen. Me being your pastor tonight, I try to picture in my mind every day as I go up and down in my mind looking at the pews and trying to remember the people of the church and praying for them. And if I'm out and I don't have my list with me, that's what I do. I go back into my mind and I know where people sit and I just uh, just go through my mind and praying for those individuals because just about everybody has a special need tonight. You may have a loved one that's lost and on their way to hell without Jesus. You may have a loved one, Steve, that's sick and that's battling cancer. You may have someone that, that needs a job. You Someone that's battling an addiction, whatever it may be. Folks, God still answers prayers, but let's not bombard the throne room of God not believing that He's not going to answer it, but go positively in faith, not wavering, not doubting, of knowing that God will answer our prayers.
prayer. How many of you by the show of hands knows that God can answer prayer? He's answered your prayers. Everybody except Josh knows that they can. God can answer prayer. Amen. He was waving, right? Alright. <laughs> he was waving the fan instead of his hand. But listen, we know that God answers prayers. But also, listen to this. Last week we talked about coming together as well in corporate prayer. Uh, That means praying together for the same reasons or for your own need. Coming together and praying with one another uh, toward a common cause. But there's also time for private prayer. Positive, private, private. Where do you find that at, preacher? I find it in Matthew chapter number 6. And verse number 6. The Bible says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Amen. Listen, it's it, we don't have to stand up in front of a crowd and be ever so impressive with our prayer. Because listen, you're not impressing God anyway. You're probably not impressing anybody that's around you. But the Lord said to go into your closet and pray. Now does He literally mean go into a closet? It says go into the closet. I believe He means go into the closet. But listen, what He's speaking of here, it doesn't have to be a closet. It might be a back bedroom that's all quiet that you can get along with God. It might be a walk-in closet. I've used a walk-in closet before. Uh, many a times when I went in there to pray because it was a place where I could get along with God and a place to where I could get with Him and communicate with Him and have some quiet time with God. Right now, outside, some of y'all have seen it. I've got an old stump out there from Crossville, Tennessee that I brought to the new house and, and it's about uh, about yay tall, I guess it is. It's just perfect uh, for when you to get down on your knees uh, and put your arms up there and just begin to pray uh, right outside my house there. And that's where I like to go now to pray. Because it's quiet out there. Just me and the birds and old Jake. And you'll be surprised at Jake. Jake loves to pray. Amen. Jake comes along and puts his two paws up there on the old stump and lays his head down when I pray. And I'm like, okay boy you go at it, I guess. I don't know who you're praying to, but that's all right with me. He don't bother me. He just pulls his paws up there, lays his head down and begins to pray. And uh, you know, listen, we know that that dog's not praying, but he's just following what his master's doing. Amen. And uh, he, hey, it encourages me because maybe he thinks I'm doing something good and I'm trying to uh, by praying unto the God of heaven. And it encourages me. Amen. Uh, so we need to come together sometime in private and share some of your secrets with God. Let Listen, God knows your secrets anyway. You may have some dark secrets that you don't want anybody else to know about. But I promise you tonight, God knows your every secret tonight. And we ought to go into our closet, into our quiet place. He says, shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. In other words, God will answer them prayers and bring it open for everybody to know 
know that He done it all. And it's up to you and I to testify tonight that God answered my prayer. And God still answers your prayer. And we ought to let the world know when God delivers for you. And how on time that He is. And when He comes together. Aren't you glad to know that we can stand and give Him glory for all that He's done for us? Maybe I had a special need in my heart and life that you didn't know anything about. But yet I went to God in secret in my private place. And God delivered and He gave it openly. And you can see the fruition of your prayers. But also not only positive and private, we need to be persistent. Amen. Luke 18 and 1, the Bible says, And He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And as we read here in Luke chapter 11, verse 5 through 10, the man comes along, he knocks on the door. Uh, Sir, you need to come and bring me some bread. I've got somebody coming that needs it and I don't have any. Can you give me some? I'm in the bed, he says. And I've got my kids in the bed. I'm not getting up and answering that door. But what does he do? He keeps on knocking. He keeps on knocking until he gets up and he brings the bread. I'm glad that we can be persistent under God and, and going to Him into persistency of knowing this, that if the first time I ask Him, He doesn't bring the answer that we're looking for, I still know that I can go back again and again and again. Some of you have been praying the same prayers for several years or for many years, and yet your persistency does one thing to Day. It does not show lack of faith. It shows how much faith you actually have. Because a lot of people will go up on an altar of prayer. They'll pray one specific prayer. Be done with it and go back to their seat. And God never answered in the way that they're looking for Him to answer it. And they give up and they say, Oh, I've done ask God for that. And He said, No. Well, how about trying to change His mind? I know sometimes in the Word of God where God changed His mind. And listen, He should have wiped us off the face of the earth a long time ago but because of the sin in this world. But yet He changed His mind. Amen. Listen, we can still go unto God and ask Him, Oh Lord, can you please, please speed up the process. I need some help from heaven. And you keep going back over and over and over again and it looks like God's never going to answer that prayer. And then out of the blue, when you least expect it, God comes by. He's right on time and he says here you are aren't you glad that's how God does it tonight Amen. amen but we've got to be persistent persistent but let's be personal about it all of them are peas tonight when I get to the P you'll know that's your point amen personal it needs to be personal the Bible says in Matthew 26 and 41 watch and pray that you not enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing But the flesh is weak. We need to be personal in our prayer life. We need to talk to the Lord as we think and know that He is our closest and dearest friend. 
Many times when people try uh, to communicate with the God of heaven, uh, they try to talk to Him like He's a stranger. But my friend, we don't have to talk to God like He's a stranger tonight. We can talk to Him because He's a personal Savior. He's a personal God. He knows me by my name. He knows every fault that I have. He knows every sin in my life. He knows every need that I have. He's just waiting for me to ask. Personal. Personal and persistent. It's just like when you father children. Hey, you, you've got children that will have a, a want. Not necessarily a need, but they'll have a want. They'll come ask you one time. And you're like, wait, Christmas is around the corner. And they'll come back again. Well, you know you got a birthday coming up. Oh, but wait a minute. You know, I just we just can't afford to do that right now. But they keep coming back, they keep coming back, they keep coming back. And then there you are, daddy, sitting there one Sunday evening in your recliner. And here comes that baby girl, Ricky, and she hops up into your lap and puts them long arms around your neck and gives you a kiss on the cheek and says, Daddy, you know I really need this. And then all of a sudden you just melt like butter. And then you are all of a sudden going out that day before you come back to church to buy that little girl exactly what she wants. Now, I don't know if any of y'all have ever done that, but I'm guilty. I'm guilty to the core. You're guilty. Some of you are guilty. Everybody in here is probably guilty. If you've got a child or a grandchild, you're guilty. Amen. You're like, I'm not paying that. I'm not going to do that. But yet they keep on asking. And then finally something changes in your heart somewhere. You just give in to it. And I don't think it's because you want them to stop asking either. I think it was just, uh, uh, it's not because you couldn't afford to do it. It's just because they were persistent and you love that child and you want them to see them happy and you want them to do for them and you ended up doing for them. Well, that's just the way God is with us tonight. If we'll just crawl up in His arms uh, and ask Him uh, uh, for what we need tonight uh, and keep asking Him, uh, it's going to get His attention anyway. Uh, and you know what? It, you might just jump in line a little bit. Amen. Uh, and knowing that God loves you uh, and that He's going to take care of your every need. And talk to our God which is in heaven uh, on a personal level uh, and just crawl up into His arms uh, and allow Him to help us uh, in our time of need. But not only being personal with God, we need to know the power of prayer. Folks, I'm here to tell you prayer is powerful today. Amen. Jeremiah 33 and 3 I call that God's telephone number the Bible says call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not the first thing you have to do to see the power of prayer is you have to call upon the one that can answer your prayer he says call upon me I'll answer thee and to show ye great and mighty things which thou knowest not in other words he's even going to answer some of your prayers that you don't don't even believe he is going to answer to begin with because we had the lack of faith from the get-go. And we do grow weak in our faith from time to time. And we don't think that God can save that one that's closest to hell tonight. We don't think that God's going to deliver and pay off the mortgage at the church house. We don't believe that God can do some of these things. Oh, but there's some people tonight that will get in their prayer closet and they'll be persistent with God and private and personal and positive with God. And all of a sudden He delivers in great power 
power and delivers that in which you've been asking for. I'm so glad that we serve a God that can deliver with power when we ask upon Him. I think about Brother Ray and Jeanette as they were praying about a house and God delivered in a great and mighty way. Probably a whole lot more than what you are asking for. And it's all because in the obedience unto God and praying and being consistent with Him. And He shows His power in that fashion. I heard Brother Ray say many times when we was praying back around revival time, he said well, he would get to praying and, and, and I'd know his prayer request. He, he'd be praying unto the Lord. Lord, you're going to have to, we're waiting on you. You're going to have to do something here. You're going to have to deliver for us because we don't know what to do from here. And that's when God likes to show His power the most uh, is when uh, we come to that point in time in our life when we have no control, when we don't know which way to turn left or to the right. We don't know which way to look. And then all of a sudden God shows up and delivers more than what you was even asking for. Power. Power. But also we need to look at the praise in prayer. You see the Bible says in Psalms 100 and verse number 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless His name. Enter to His gates with thanksgiving and to His courts with praise. How many do you believe tonight, and you don't even have to raise your hand because you should all know this tonight. How many do you believe that God may be, just may be more apt to answer our prayer request if we're giving God the praise and the glory for answering those that He's already answered? Amen. There's times uh, when God answers our prayers uh, and we just let it roll off of our back uh, uh, and, and have the attitude of, well, you know, you know, you was scared to death at the beginning that God wasn't going to answer your prayer. And then when He answers that prayer, we're like, well, you know, I know God's going to come through for me. But we don't tell anybody what God did. We ought to enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Uh, I like it when those walk through those doors up there uh, on Sunday morning, especially on Sunday night, and they'll come in and say, Praise the Lord! They're praising God for some reason or the other. Oh, what do we have to praise the Lord for? We can praise Him for answered prayer of knowing that we serve a God that can meet each and every need that we have and praising Him and knowing that God's going to take care of us, that God's going to speak to us, that God's going to... Listen, He speaks to our heart. I'm not talking about it in an audible voice tonight. I'm talking about as He impresses upon your heart and speaks to you with wisdom and unction from the Holy Ghost Himself. Aren't you glad that we serve that kind of God tonight that we can personally go up to Him and see the power that He bestows upon us and that He displays and that we can give the praise for it all. There's things that's happened around this place that I'll never forget unless I lose my mind one day in old age. I'm here to tell you I've seen God 
perform miracles. I've seen him do it inside this church house. I've seen him do it inside of my house. I've seen him do it in some of your houses. And yet God continued to show his power. And we continued to give him praise for what he does in our life. I'll never forget some of the stories that we had back last September. Stroke victims. Brain clots. And yet people walking. After that, like nothing was ever wrong. I remember those times and God delivering those special requests that are in your heart that you may have given unto Him privately. But we should never cease to praise Him for what He does. Because He is the one that can deliver in any need that we may have. The problem tonight, church, is this. We've got it made. Or we think we've got it made. Most people tonight, if you, if, if you, if your microwave goes out, what are you going to do tomorrow? If you use the microwave a lot, you're going to go buy your microwave. Most people in here tonight, if your car blows up, uh, what are you going to do tomorrow? You're going to go and get you another car. But what about in those days when you couldn't do that? What about in those days when uh, you, 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 you didn't have uh, indoor plumbing? <laughs> in those days when you didn't have uh, heating and air like we do today. We can come into this sanctuary tonight uh, with a good cool air blowing. And if the, if the unit was to tear down or break down, uh, we can go and have it fixed or replaced or whatever it may be and have it ready for the next service time. But there are times in your life uh, when you've seen when times were not that good. Uh, and then, you know, they'll say, thank God for the good old days. I get to looking at it and it's fun to look at and it's good. To, you know, you see all the dirt roads and they walk in three miles in the snow to school and all all these stories and they're, 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 the chickens, are, they see the chickens scratching under the house uh, through the boards that are open on the floor. Listen, them don't sound like too good a days to me. But you know why it was good days? It kept people on their knees praying. Because they knew if they didn't get rain for their crops, they wasn't going to eat. Right now, if you get hungry, you go to the store. <laughs> Back then, if you didn't have rain on those crops... You wasn't going to eat. If you didn't have a good crop, whatever you were trying to raise, whatever you were trying to feed, whatever you were trying to make your living with, if you didn't have it, and if it didn't succeed, then you was in trouble. So what did you do? Those people prayed. Prayed. And even as, even as early as, as I remember about 16 years ago, it was so dry in Chesterfield County. I remember it was dry. We had a lot of farmers down there. Uh, they raised a lot of different crops. And uh, the, the, it was so dry. And we began to have special prayer meetings uh, during the week. And we would go down to the church house for anybody that would come. And we would open up the doors. And people would come in and pray that God would send the rain. I remember one man, he walked up to the church from his house. He was just in walking distance. And he's walking up through there with an umbrella over his head. The sun is shining. I said, brother, what are you doing? Is, you, is it hot out there? Yeah, I mean, I know it's hot, but is your, the sun burning your head or something? Is Why you got the umbrella? 
He said, son, I just got to thinking about it. If we're praying for rain, we need to expect rain. And if we're praying for rain, I'm bringing my umbrella, trying to show the Lord that I believe it's going to rain. We got into that. You can ask my wife. We got into that church house. It was clear as a bell outside. It was nearly a 100 degrees at 6 or 7 o'clock at night. It was hot in that sand and in pine trees and that asphalt around that church building. We got on that altar of prayer. We started praying. And by the time we walked out that door, the thunder started to rumble and roar and lightning began to flash and rain began to fall from the sky. But why was it? I believe God honored that man that brought his umbrella that said, hey, if we're going to pray for rain I'm going to believe that it's going to rain and I'm going to need my umbrella before I get back home. And he walked back home. The others that walked the church around them, they had to go without an umbrella because they didn't come prepared of knowing that God was going to answer their prayer. But yet this man did. But they that didn't stop them from going home. Uh, they began to hold their hands up toward heaven uh, and just get drenched with the rain uh, as they walked down to their homes. Uh, their lakes, began, their ponds began to fill back up. They were losing all the fish that they had. And their crops began to green up. And, and God answered prayer that night. But he didn't do it on the first night of prayer, the second night of prayer. We might have been in the third or fourth week of prayer, praying that God would send rain. But it was, God was waiting on that one, I do believe, to bring that umbrella to expect that rain was coming. God's just amazing tonight. It's amazing what a prayer can do, amen? Praise. But we need to practice. Jeremiah 29 and 13 And ye shall seek me and find me, and ye shall search me with all your heart. We can sit down at the dinner table every night and say a simple prayer. Lunch table, say a simple prayer. But I'm talking about getting in the practice of intimate prayer with God. Intimate prayer to the point of where tears begin to flow like a river down your face. Not crocodile tears, but tears of knowing that you've been in pres- in the presence of Almighty God. I remember one time at, uh, at church, there was a, uh, it was over at the Parkway Church, and the, the pastor's wife was praying for one young man with cancer. The service started. I was just young in the ministry. I didn't know what in the world was going on. But I knew that she got over there in that corner and she began to pray. She prayed through the announcements. She prayed through the singing. She prayed through the preaching. Ain't nothing stopped her from praying. And when she got up, there was a huge wet spot right there where she got up off of that altar where she was praying unto God. You know what she was doing? She was getting in touch, getting personal with God. And she was practicing her prayer. I mean, she knew how to pray. She knew how to get a prayer through. Because she knew that this family was going to be devastated. She knew those young children were going to be devastated. This was a young man. It wasn't supposed to happen that way. Uh, he began to pray. Unto the, she began to pray unto the Lord. Everybody had been praying. But she began to pray like nobody had ever prayed. Nobody had ever seen anybody pray like that. But boy, when she got up, it left a wet spot there in that pink carpet. And when she got up and went back to her seat, everybody had done left the 
building. But me and the pastor and just a couple others, she was still praying after we had done dismissed. But I'm here to tell you, they got good news from heaven. God gave a reprieve and said the man's going to live. He's going to live. But listen, he didn't live very much long. But I'm here to tell you, he lived probably three or four more years when they said that he should have been dead then. God gave a reprieve. That's the God that we serve. We need to be in practice for that type of prayer. What took them into into that? There was something that was upon her heart that she knew that she could do nothing with. But yet she knew a God in heaven that could. How do I practice that kind of prayer? Well, unfortunately, we have to be in that situation a lot of times before we ever learn how to pray. You wait till your child's got cancer. You'll learn how to pray. You wait till your child's in trouble or your parents are in trouble or your wife or your husband is in trouble or your, or your siblings in trouble. You'll learn how to pray when God brings us to that point to where we want something so bad that we finally set down our stinking pride and say, Hey God, I can't help it. You've got to help us. I don't want it going this way. Can you please give us a reprieve? Amen. Practice. Practice. But you know what? If you've got a special earnest prayer request, you've got somebody on your heart that you don't want to die and go to a devil's hell today, it ought to be me. It ought to be you. We ought to all think considerably about helping somebody pray that prayer through in a personal type way. But we need to be in prevailing prayer. The Bible says in Matthew 7, Verse 7 and 8, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. It looks to me like God's just looking for some faithful people that believe in what they're praying for. Believe in it. Prevail knowing that you're going to have victory. Listen, too many Christians today are living defeated because of their lack in their prayer life. We need to have victory in our prayer life. And if we've got victory in our prayer life, you'll have victory as a Christian. And victory as a Christian turns into joy. And when that joy comes upon you, everybody will know by looking at you that God's done something special for you. Prevailing prayer. But we've got to have patience. When we pray. Is God going to answer every prayer we pray immediately? The way we want Him to answer it? No. Patiently. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Patient. We've got to be persistently praying, but we've got to patiently wait on God. You see, what happens is we may try to uh, go and persistently pray, and we pray for two or three weeks, and, and we still don't have an answer, and our patient runs out, and then we try to solve it ourselves, knowing that we can't do it to begin with. And then we get in trouble because we're trying to jump ahead of God. Don't jump ahead of God today. Be patient with Him. His timing is always perfect. His timing is always perfect. It's not going to be, He's not looking at, at, at our timing. He's looking at the best benefit of the prayer that you're asking for. But let's show some passion. 
tonight. Exodus 32 and 32. Listen to what Moses said. He says, Yet now, if thou will forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. The children of Israel have backslidden on God. They've got their golden idols. They're worshiping false gods again, as they seem to have done over and over again in the Old Testament. Moses is going and crying out to God on behalf of the people, saying, Lord, please forgive these people. And if it takes it, take my name out of the book. Remove me from the book, Lord. It just forgive them. Moses was willing to be the sacrificial lamb. He was praying unto God, God, please forgive them. But if you're not going to forgive them, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. Take me. I've prayed this prayer before. God, if you have to take my life to save that one, Take it. That's a hard prayer to pray. But you know what? I've heard people stand over people, others that had cancer in their body. Ray Allison was one of them. Preacher Ray stood over Bob McCurry one day and prayed and said, Lord, if you'll take it from him, you can give it to me. Whatever's ailing this man, take it from him, God, and give it to me. He's busy. I'm not that busy. I can try to deal with this maybe better than he can. Take it away from him and give it to me, God, if it has to be. That's passionate praying. Oh, God, take my life to save that one. Oh, God, take that cancer from them if be so. Give it to me. You see, prayer tonight is breath to our soul. We ought to make prayer a daily habit. Prayer will give you strength to overcome temptations. Prayer will calm your nerves. Pray as a person. Pray as a church. And see God's power through prayer. For Matthew chapter 18 and 19 says these words. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Two coming together and agreeing and praying, asking of the Father which is in heaven. I know a lot of times there's been more than two just praying. But we need to be praying people tonight. Any opportunity we have to pray, we need to pray. See, there are people tonight that are struggling with things in their life that you'll never realize and never know. We don't know why some people are wired the way that they are. Some people have to go on medication to try to beat things in their life. Sometimes people have to uh, 
go and be assisted to by earthly physicians to try to get through some of the things that they're battling in their mind. And they're battling, and you'll never know what it is. And you'll never understand what I'm saying until you've been there. Some people cannot help it. Cannot help it. There were times when I've had times of of, of, uh, anxiety. Anxiety, panic attack, if you will. I've only had two or three of them in my lifetime, but I'm going to tell you, if you ever have one, you'll know that they're real and you'll know that you don't want another one. I don't know what goes on in our mind, what goes on in our heart and our body that causes those things. And when they do, I mean, but... I I finally come to the conclusion it was some medication that I was on that the doctor had me on for something else that, and now I'm not even messing with that, praise God. And it stopped. But some people don't have to be on any kind of medication to have those things. Some people don't have to have any kind of trouble in their life or be worried about anything that comes upon them and they have the, those things are real, those things are scary. We don't know why people have to go through those things. And why they have to uh, experience those things. But people do. Some people never, never do. I Listen, I had a grandpa that was just about a perfect bill of health his entire life. For the most part. Lived a long life up into his 80s. He'd tell you right quick. He didn't believe in a whole lot of medicine. He never was a whole lot sick. And when he heard of things like panic and anxiety, he'd he'd laugh it off as something funny. It's not funny tonight. It's not. It's real. It's real. I've experienced, people in my, members of my family have experienced it. Um, When I had my leg surgery with that Achilles tendon repair, I experienced it then. And it wasn't good. It's almost like the house, you know, you can't get out, you can't drive, you can't go anywhere, and that house is starting to do this on you, and you're just fixing to go stir crazy. Can I say it that way tonight? And you're wanting to get out, and you can't do anything. I remember calling my Aunt Cindy. She'd come get me. She'd roll me in that wheelchair, and we'd go to the mall or Walmart or somewhere just to get me out of the house for a few minutes. That's what happens in the minds of people, and Satan begins to drag that in. And begins to pull you down. But I'm here to tell you tonight. Through prayer those things can be broken. Don't give up on praying tonight. Some of you still got lost loved ones tonight. Don't give up on praying for them. Some of you have special needs in your heart. That you only know about tonight. Don't give up on praying on those needs. Because you haven't heard the answer that you want to hear right away. God may be testing your faith. God may be looking at your faith. And the devil will take what's in your mind tonight and play it for bad if you'll let him. But when the enemy begins to attack your mind, you remind him of what Jesus done for you and how the Lord Jesus is going to take care of you because he is your Savior. No matter what comes your way, he'll give you more and abundantly above Or what you ever asked for. But do remember he's looking out for your benefit. The whole time. You stand as they come get us a song of invitation tonight. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for being so attentive tonight. We'll continue next week. I do believe on prayer. I want you to be. When we get through these series of messages. I don't know. 
how many it's going to be. But as God, if God will keep feeding it to me, I want to keep feeding it to you. I want us to be better prayer. Listen, I want you to go home tonight. If you ain't got nobody else to pray for, pray for me. Lord knows I need it. Pray that God give me what I need. Gives me the word to help somebody. Put somebody in my way where I can be a witness to them. Listen, we're all fighting battles tonight. But you can get help. Maybe God's answered a prayer for you. Here lately, when's the last time you just come to God and said thank you? Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. Thank you, Lord, for giving me victory. How long has it been since you talked to him? Father, we just love you. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for these that are moving tonight. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'll answer each and every one of my pra- the prayers of my friends today. Help us to be prayer warriors. Help us to be better at praying. Lord, help us not to ask amiss, but ask according to thy will. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this Bible study tonight. I pray you'll help us. In Jesus' name, amen.